Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, April 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Johnson & Johnson reports earnings today as a cloud hangs over its COVID-19 vaccine and its other vaccine programs. And Apple is allowing a banned app back on its online store. And the most powerful man in Cuba is no longer a Castro. How will he lead? A lot of Cuban citizens felt tremendous personal loyalty to the Castro brothers, which is difficult to transfer to a post-revolutionary generation. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Johnson & Johnson announces earnings today as U.S. regulators continue to recommend that the company's single-shot COVID-19 vaccine not be used. Regulators are still investigating the risks after six women reported blood clots. Now, we should say this is out of nearly 7 million doses that have been administered so far. It's unclear what regulators will do, but the scare could damage Johnson & Johnson's longer-term vaccine program. Here's the FT's U.S. pharmaceuticals reporter, Niku Asgari. So J&J is working on multiple different vaccines from Ebola to Zika virus to a respiratory virus that causes that can cause bronchitis. And all of these vaccines use the same technology as its COVID vaccine. It's called adenovirus or an adenovirus based vaccine. So if US health agencies and the scientists all around the country that are working on figuring out what's causing the blood clots determine that it's this type of technology and this type of vaccine that's behind it, then it could put people off getting the other vaccines that use the same technology. Mm. And I understand that European regulators are looking into this blood clot issue too, right? Yes, it's exactly the same issue. European regulators are looking into what's causing the very rare but can be very severe blood clots. And today, the European Medicines Agency will say what the outcome of its findings are. Now, Niku, could any of this actually affect earnings? In short, no, not really, because J&J isn't selling its vaccine, its COVID vaccine, for profit. So there will be no financial impact, really, from this. Niku Asgari is the FT's U.S. pharmaceuticals reporter. Thank you, Niku. Thank you. Apple is allowing Parler to return to its app store. Apple banned the social media app after the attack on the U.S. Capitol in January. Users on Parler talked about violence in the days leading up to the attack, including calls to assassinate former Vice President Mike Pence, and Apple said this was rule-breaking content. Parler is controlled by Republican megadonor Rebecca Mercer. The app is popular among conservatives and members of the far right. Many conservatives attacked Apple's ban as big tech censorship. Apple said Parler could come back if it agreed to beef up its content moderation to deal with hate speech. And earlier this month, Apple was satisfied with the changes and said the app would be available when Parler releases it. Parler did not immediately return a request for comment. Cuba's Communist Party has a new leader, and for the first time in decades, he's not a Castro. Miguel Diaz-Canel was confirmed as the party's new leader yesterday, replacing Raul Castro, who's retiring. Diaz-Canel takes power amid an economic crisis and growing political dissent. To talk about how he might lead Cuba, I'm joined by our Latin America editor, Michael Stott. Michael, tell me a little bit about the Castro family legacy on the world stage. The Castro brothers have been a remarkable political double act who have had an influence on the world stage that's been quite out of proportion to the size of their country. 
I mean, if you think of Fidel Castro at the United Nations making speeches, he became a sort of hero to a whole generation of people in the global south who admired him for standing up to the United States, to what they saw as US imperialism and aggression, and offering an alternative system, which in its heyday, it had some promising achievements to point to in things like education and healthcare and so on. Things in Cuba looked much better when the money was flowing from the Soviet Union and the country was better resourced. And I suppose since the collapse of the Soviet Union, where it's had to become much more self-reliant, things have become much harder. It's having a lot more difficulty in keeping its sort of once vaunted health and education systems working so well. So is taking over for Raul Castro a, a big act to follow? Because it, it sounds like it. I think it, it's a problem for them internally as well as externally. I know from visits to Cuba that, that a lot of Cuban citizens felt a tremendous personal loyalty to the Castro brothers, which is difficult to transfer to a post-revolutionary generation. So this generation now, the last revolutionaries have left the Politburo, and the people now running Cuba are people who were not associated with the romance, if you like, of the 1959 revolution. Michael, tell us a little bit more about the Canal. So this is the ultimate no surprises transition. Diaz-Canel succeeded Raul Castro as president of Cuba three years ago in 2018, and he'd been widely expected to become the head of the Communist Party, which is the most powerful job in Cuba. That was confirmed on Monday. So there's no expectation here that this will be a move away from a one-party socialist system. Diaz-Canel tweets very often, he, he really likes the sort of hashtag Somos Continuidad, which means we are continuity. So I don't think he's planning radical changes in the politics. He is perhaps planning more change on the economy. Yeah. And to that point, the economy is doing pretty poorly. Why is it so bad? Is it just pandemic related or are there policy related issues too? Well, the Cuban economy had been in trouble for some time. That started under the Trump era because Donald Trump reversed the opening to Cuba that had happened under Obama, made it much more difficult for relatives of Cubans living abroad to send money back home. He made the tourism harder, stopped cruise ships coming. Then you had the pandemic. And what the pandemic did was it cut off tourism, which was you know one of the main sources of foreign exchange. So that stopped almost overnight. And so Cuba is now very short of so what is the new leadership in Cuba planning to do? What can it do to fix things? What they're trying to do is to speed up some economic reforms. So at the beginning of the year, they unified the currency system, scrapped this convertible peso, and effectively devalued the Cuban peso very substantially against the dollar. So that had the effect of freeing, if you like, um, prices, which have gone up very substantially. And there were big pay rises for state employees to help them cope with this. But for people working in the private sector in Cuba, there were no pay rises. So there's a lot of economic hardship at the moment. And there's also tremendous shortages of basic goods and food. I think the big question is whether they can get the economy into shape quickly enough then that will probably have a lot to do, frankly, with something they can't fully control, which is the speed at which tourism comes back. Michael Stott is EFT's Latin America editor. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mark. British regulators are speeding up the future of delivery technology. They've authorized a UK drone company to begin operating some flights beyond the pilot's line of sight. 
Right now, in the UK, drones are almost completely banned from flying beyond the operator's line of sight. It's made it hard to scale up the technology. Today's announcement by the Civil Aviation Authority is a way to test the safety of the drone, which will be flown by pilots who could be hundreds or even thousands of miles away from the aircraft. Experts warn that key hurdles still remain to making drones mainstream, including making sure they can detect and avoid colliding with other objects in the sky. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.